entire month, we've been in the series of So in Love. And I'm going to continue with this, but I, I want to make a point that what I'm going to, I'm going to continue from where Crystal Brunton taught last week in Corinthians 13 to verse 13, chapter 13, 1 through 13. I want to continue on that, and I'm going to re- make references to marriage. So if you're single, how many single people are in here? Okay, 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 good. It's good to have singles. Do not disconnect from this message because I'm talking about marriage. God would have Jesus speak about marriage when it refers to he and his relationship with his father. And in Ephesians, it says, you know, that the husband should do this with his wife and a wife should do this for her husband and they should live in this way. And it gives all these, these examples of marriage. But it ends in that chapter four that it says, I'm not talking about husband and wife. I'm talking about Jesus and the church. The reason the Bible refers a lot to marriage is because for us as human beings, that's the highest pinnacle of love. That's the, it's, it's like what most people go on, I just want to have this person that I'm going to love for a lifetime and have our children. And so the Bible refers to that because it's easy, easy for us to relate to it. So if I'm talking about marriage, I'm talking about the love that God has for us. It just looks like a perfect marriage. It should. So don't disconnect. Um, so in, in that, how many here have been, and I know I'm asking you to stand up, okay? If you've been married 20 years or more, stand up. <laughs> okay, now remain standing. Who's been married for 40 years or more, remain standing. 40 or more. All right, and let me tell you, even for the ones who are 20 and more, pray for them, they're survivors. <laughs> PST, I mean, no, no, thank you, sit down. Congratulations, Crystal and I will be having our 46th soon. <laughs> it happens, boys, like it's, we've been married for about a week um, with a million experiences. But let me start here. It doesn't matter what age you are. From the very beginning in elementary school, this is, this is do you like me? You know, we all want to be liked. If it's just, you know, whoever it is, I want to be liked. And the, the thing that we need to establish is that today, regardless where you are in your walk, God loves you. He loves you as much as he's going to love you and he's not going to love you any less than he loves you right now. He loves you because of you're, you're just great people. No, you're not. He loves you because he chose you. He chose you before you chose him. The, the bottom line is he chose you. You had nothing to do with it so you've got nothing to prove. You need to make a choice and receive it. Love is a choice. And if there's three points I'm going to make today, but that's, that's going to be the biggie. It's that is a choice. God chose you, and that's how we're to love. And, and the difference between choosing and feelings, everything changes in life. 
you have changed. Your clothes size has changed. Your belts have changed. Everything changes in life, and so does the way you love. I, there was a statement that I heard a while ago, and I absolutely believe in it. If you are married, you are going to be married to at least three people in your lifetime. All right, some of you are, well, I'm not getting a divorce. No, I don't care if you stay married to the same person. It's going to change three times. I mean, look at this. How did you love each other before you had children? What does your love look like when you had children? What does your love look like with each other now that those children are gone? Love changes in the way you respond to each other. In the way. So you know what? Some of you are going to be married to three different people. Some of you are going to be married to three different people that exist in only one. Because you've changed and they've changed. And the way you respond to them is going to change. Everything changes. Your feelings change. Foods that you like now. It's changed from years ago. You know, I had my gallbladder out. My diet has totally changed. It's like, it's, and I mean, and I enjoy the change. But I had to change with it. And so does our relationships. But it's only by choice, choosing love, that we have the long haul. Love for the long haul. And we want to do that. And I'm talking about relationships. I mean, the McCubbins, uh, the McCubbins that are here, Crystal and I were in a cell group with them 44 years ago. And they're here. The, the, the Strombecks, the senior Strombecks, you know, we've known them for 30 years, and they're right back there. There's friendships that last, and there's a reason. And the reason isn't because I'm so great, I'm so lovable, because you can ask my wife, I'm not. I'm so glad she understands the word choice and not feelings. But this is in my wheelhouse, because I've watched her and how she loves me. You know, so she, she's my example, she's my source that, that I can speak boldly on this subject. So the whole idea, and, and here's the problem, our society loves feelings. I just, watch this. That was a feeling. It makes you feel good. All over. I just feel, what's that funny tingle? That's a feeling. It's not love. That's not love. Love's a choice. Corinthians, this is the verse that Crystal Brunton shared last week. It says, and the last part, it says, and now these three, three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Mark Twain said, you don't really know the, the depth of love until you've been married 20 years. If it's gonna withstand the test, the test of depression, the, the, the test of differences, the test of distance, the test of dead ends in your life. Real love can deal with all the D's in our life except for the big D, divorce. True love's supposed to deal with all the D's but never goes to the big D. It's never the option. So, uh, yeah, the, 
in verse 13 says, love is it's patient. It honors, it rejoices in truth, it protects, it responds as an adult. None of those, none of those, faith, hope, and love is not feelings. They're a choice. Every one of those, I'm, I'm going to choose to have faith because I have none. You just don't go, I'm going to grow into faith. No, you choose to have faith. You choose to believe in this thing. If you're waiting to feel faith, it's not going to happen. If you're waiting to, why do you have to grab hold of hope? Because you have none. I have to take hold of it and say, I am going to hope against all hope. And the greatest of those is love. I'm going to love if I feel no love. Jesus wouldn't have commanded us to love one another. You can't command a feeling. Do I need to say that again? He commanded us to love one another. You cannot command a feeling. If you don't believe that, go to Disney any given day and you see the father looking at his children. Stop crying. I have spent hundreds of dollars for you to have fun. So on the count of three, have fun. One, two, three. I'm going to give you something to cry about, mister. You can't command love. I mean, you can't command feelings. You can only command and make choices. You can only command a, over a choice. I command you to love one another. It is a choice. It is a choice. And let, let me tell you, let me tell you what real love is. Real love, it's not the, to my toes. Real love has dirt on its hands and its arms. It's got sweat on its brow. It is your north. That when you are backed into a corner and you don't know what to do, I'm going, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to what a choice that I made months ago, years ago, decades ago, and I'm going to stand on that choice. It's the only thing that's worked in my life so far. And though I feel nothing, I'm going with my choice. How many times have you been in a situation going, I don't feel anything? I don't know what to do. I don't feel anything. Good. Go with your choices. This is who I'm going to be. And I, I can't, I can't lollygag. I can go on and go on. So love is not a feeling. Love produces feelings. See, whenever feelings get in front of love, I'm going to tell you, your feelings can produce love. But when your feelings disappear, so does the love. Feelings cannot be in front. You have to, the reason... The reason I feel, I'm feeling this is because I made a choice to love you. There's, I have to do a disclaimer before um, I share this. Uh, real love is really tough. That love is deliberate. It's deliberate. I'm going to love. Real love is an unconditional commitment to an imperfect person. Well, that sounds like a losing proposition, doesn't it? 
the whole idea that an, an imperfect person is going to commit to love this imperfect person. You're in an argument before you're out the door. You can't do that by feelings. It has to, you have to realize it's a choice. It's a choice and not the feelings. I'm going to stick with the notes because it goes faster. So let me, <laughs> I had to do this in the first, the, the earlier service. It said, no one falls in love by chance. You know, I think, I don't know how we fell. I don't know how we fell in love. I just fell in love. If you fell in love and you don't know, you broke a hip. People don't fall, especially you get married older. You know, it's like, oh, I broke a hip. I fell in love. No, I chose to love. And let, let me tell you, no, I don't remember it that way. Okay, let me help you. You did not choose to love. So you didn't choose to go to lunch with that person and then call them the next day and then meet up with them on the weekend. No, no, that's, that's a choice. You just didn't happen to fall into that. You've made choices all along. You made a choice to answer the phone when you saw it was this person calling you. You said yes when that person asked you to go out. You know what those are? Those are called choices. You didn't just chance into love. You made choices. Now, some of you are going, boy, did I make the wrong choice. <laughs> just forgive yourself and admit that it was a choice. No one falls in love by chance. It is by choice. No one stays in love by chance. It's by choice. For those of us who have been married, we choose love over my disappointment, over the dead end, over this loss of job, over at the end of the day, you stay in love by choice. No one falls out of love by chance. It is by choice. You said, I'm not doing this anymore. And you make a, a decision. Until, until we... As in verse 13, uh, chapter 13 of Corinthians says, love, it says, before I acted like a child, I spoke like a child. But now that I'm understanding love, I act like an adult. You see, to, to think that things are just a chance, that's not thinking like an adult. Love is not a chance. So, this... Real love is not easy. So for the long haul, love for the long haul, as I mentioned, is a choice. And the next point is, is it cannot exist without grace. No relationship can make the long haul without grace, without the whole idea of forgiving. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, like, oh, you have, ladies, you have to, you have to live with your husband in grace and accept his girlfriend. Um, no, that, that's, that's not grace. That's ongoing blatant sin and that thing needs to be chopped off. Uh, but in this, Proverbs reads, he who covers another's mistakes looks for love. Huh. He who speaks of it separates good friends. You're looking 
for love when you, ex you extend grace. So once you know someone is just extending grace to you, they're walking in love because there's something in them that says this isn't right, yet they overlook it. That's the, that's the sweaty part of love. It's like, oh, I made this choice. I'm... Ephesians 4, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making a, what? I know your children want allowance, but we're supposed to make allowance for the person, for each other's faults. Because of whose love? Because God so loves you. No, it says because of, and for you to have love, you had to make a choice. And, and, and let's always, always be humble and gentle. So when you're not patient, are you being humble and gentle? Nope. When you don't make allowances for other people's faults. I'm telling you, something that ticks me off is that's when people fail me. Your biggest fault is when you fail me, <laughs> in, my, in my mind. Making allowance for each other. He said, I'm, not, I'm neither humble nor gentle if I can't do this. And the reason is, is because I don't love. Love is greater than, than all that. Love, love is greater for your, your failures. My love should be greater than that. Let me ask don't say it out loud because it's a trick question. What is, what is the love organ for human beings? Now, I know it's, some of y'all, I can see, see the guys going, <laughs> that's it right there. What is it? Your ear. <laughs> and I don't want anything, anybody sticking anything in it either. Every, everyone should be quick to Listen. Everyone should be quick to listen. Slow to speak, slow to become angry. Wow. That's a tough order. And, and the old saying is, why, do you, why did God give us two ears and one mouth? You need to listen twice as much as you speak. You know, uh, the, ladies, what is the most loving thing your husband can do for you to make you feel safe and secure and loved? Is it listen or to write you poetry? Or for him to sit down and tell you all that he did today and how great he is? Or how... <laughs> so, single guys, get your phone out and take a note. When you ask a girl out or you're talking on the phone... Ask about her and don't tell her about you and all your great accomplishments. You know, how gorgeous you are. So that's it. That is, that is the way in to a person's heart. The third is expresses faith. If you can't trust, and, and it's to, to trust someone, when you really love someone, you believe in them and you trust 
You express your faith. Let me tell you, for me to trust you, I'm expressing my faith because you're going to fail me. And if you fail me, you say, well, my husband has failed me, failed me, and failed me, and failed me, and like I just can't bring myself to trust him. That's why you've got to reach out to God, know that God loves you, because it is by your faith in God that will give you the ability to trust someone who is untrustworthy. And so when they fail, they're, they, they can't hit you as deeply because you are greatly loved by your heavenly Father. If you don't have that stability, you shouldn't be doing love for the long haul because that person's going to fail you. I need to cry out to God so I can trust people. If you can't trust people, you will never know love for the long haul. Because when you trust somebody, you enable them to be something they're not. Uh, in football, if you throw, the quarterback throws the, the football to the end and he drops it. I mean, right there in the bread basket and blah, he drops it. Do you know what they do? Within, the, within three or four plays, they're going to throw the ball again to the same player. Because we need to know, was that just a fluke? Or is he going to step up? And if he can't, we're going to cut him. <laughs> when someone fails you, throw them the ball again. And they need to know, <laughs> they don't catch it, they can get cut. But the ability to trust someone who's untrustworthy is to, have a, to know a God that never fails. God never fails you, man is. But because I'm so secure in this relationship, I can extend faith in that one. Without it, you will not be loved and you will not be able to love people to enable them to be more than they are. That's tough. Love is tough. You know, you can, you can just read like, oh, it's, you know, love, it, love smells like flowers and daisies and roses. It's like you don't know what love is at all. Let me tell you, when I first, I brought home every one of my babies, I loved them. They pooped on me. They threw up on me. They smelled bad. They cried in the middle of the night. I loved them. That's my baby. That's my choice. Well, and, and I want, I, I, I want us, we got three minutes. I can slow down. <laughs> We're preaching now. All right, slow down, take a rest. Jesus was going to a town to preach. And when he would go into town and, and people would be open to him and they'd, they'd listen. But in this situation, something different happened. And because of their unbelief, Jesus could, couldn't do any miracles among except to the place, his hands, that he placed on some of the sick and they were healed. And he was amazed at their unbelief. People, people were getting healed. But it says, because of their unbelief, they didn't trust Jesus. For some reason, they did not trust him. This wasn't on Jesus. Jesus healed people, but for the masses that, 
did not trust. If that's true for Jesus, it's true for you. If you can't trust, it ain't going to happen. You're not better than Jesus. And it was the people's unbelief. And this works both ways. You could you can be trying to love someone and they don't trust you. They're not going to love you. They're not going to receive the love that you have for them. And that's the problem with us. If we don't trust in God's word that he loves us no matter what I do or don't do. We're not going to feel loved. We're not going to be raised to another level, to another standard. It's that trust. There's the small group questions for those uh, who need to write them down. But let me tell you, when people are trusted, they bloom. And if, if they fail and you trust them again and they fail and you trust them again, what did Jesus do? He knocked the dirt off his pants and he went off to the next town. He went on to the next town. So the last point is John, the Apostle John, I love the way he referred to himself. And there's something special about John because he saw a side of Jesus that no one else did. He was the one who wrote in, his, in, in John the seven I am's. You know, I am the door. I am the gate. I am, you know, I'm the great shepherd. He wrote, he understands when it says I am, it means I'm the one who was, who is, and who's to come. And he's the one who wrote that down. He saw this, this Jesus that was full of God and man and understood it. And that's why I believe they chose him. God chose him to write the revelation of Jesus Christ. Everyone calls it Revelations. The book's name is the Revelation of Jesus Christ. Well, who should I have write it? The person who has a revelation of Jesus should write the book, and they chose John. And so here's what John did, because he was boiled in oil and lived, and he writes the book. He's gone through it. He's gone through disappointments, dead ends. And you know what? When someone said, hey, What's your name? Who are you? He goes, oh, <clears throat> you know how you like to, like, like to hear our name? Like, I'm sure you like to hear Mayor Nelson. <laughs> you know, I like Pastor Mark. Who are you? John didn't say, I'm the apostle. John, I'm going to write revelations. I, he said, I'm the one that Jesus loved. That was his foundation to face the oil, to face the persecution, to face the disappointment. Who are you again? I'm the one that Jesus loved. I'm the one that Jesus trusted. I'm the one he loves. It is not, oh, God so loved the world. Ah, pfft, world, you're, <laughs> I'm the one that Jesus I'm really concerned in the middle of the night that Jesus loves me, not that he loves the world. That's just honest. That's what gets me through the D's, the disappointments, the dead ends, the depression. I'm the one that Jesus loves. So, 
So let me leave this with you. Jesus had no reason to love you. And he does. You know why? He chose to love you. He chose to give grace. You have failed the Lord how many times? You have failed yourself how many times? You have failed your loved ones how many times? And God gives you grace. He chose to trust me. And you know why he had to choose it? Because I am not trustworthy. But because he chose me and he chose me again and chose me again once I go to him and ask for forgiveness and I've learned my lesson and I want to go on, he chooses me again because he trusts me because of who he is. Not me. But that and that just inspires me to step up. One more time, I'm getting up and dusting myself off. And I can do this again. Though I failed myself, he chose to love me and he's not stopped. So you need to ask yourself a few questions. Are you one of those people who can't trust anybody because you've been hurt? You've been lied to, you've been disappointed, you've gone through the big Ds. You need to reach out to God so that you can extend trust and others to enable them, to give them another chance, to give them grace. To empower them to change because you chose, not because you felt. Let's stand. Father, we're just getting a glimpse of how hard love is. It's not a flippant, it's not a it's not a flippant thing, it's not a feeling. So many of us are frozen. Lord, let us know the revelation that John had. That I am the one Jesus loves. I am the one that Jesus chose to give grace. I'm the one that Jesus entrusts, though my failures. I don't understand why, but I know I'm the one that he loves. Lord, touch that one who's been hurt so often, who's been abandoned by people who said they loved them, to trust again to trust again because you are our example how you chose to love and you told us that if we love you back we are commanded to love others Lord teach us teach us 
teach us. We are here for the long haul. Everyone said, Amen.